A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Kevin Wollenkamp. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Delightful. It was Scott Terman who introduced us. He said, you're a super duper brand expert and I know that you are. And I'm interested in talking to you because you come from a traditional brand world, whereas I'm very much the digital brand world. And I think you can open my horizons. Am I correct? Uh, you know what, if, if I achieve that today, based on your fantastic background, I will uh, count that as one of my accomplishments, Jason. That's, uh, that's, that's a grand ambition, but yes. Brilliant. Well, that's what we're looking forward to. So we're going to be talking about branding. It's an essential ingredient, not just decoration. I think that's a really lovely way of putting it. Um, people think, oh, my brand is this decoration. It's the wrapping to the what I'm offering, but it's actually the foundation of everything you are. Um, but before we get into that, we're looking at my perspective on brand, which is very much digital. And today it's modern digital with Google's Search generative experience. I looked up your company, Garon or Garand, and you get a delightful generative experience, which is accurate in the description. But because Garand is ambiguous, the questions are Garand and Co, Garand Ring, Garand Jewelers, and there are three different results. What I see there is that you've chosen a company name that's ambiguous. Has that been a struggle in traditional marketing for, marketing for you? Uh, you know, I don't find it to be. And, you know, I think um, a lot of our, uh, in terms of who we're trying to attract, um, you know, it, it, we, it is such a long-term relationship. Um, you know, we, we find that for us to make a connection and and to actually follow up and sort of and seal a deal, if you will, um, it, it goes well beyond um, sort of the name. Um, we hmm. we want to online ensure, obviously, that we're being found in the right way. So I, I'm anxious to hear everything you have to say because <laughs> obviously that first connection is is so important. And um, and uh, you know it, how we choose to follow up on that connection is it, you know uh, is going to be up to us, but. Which is a brilliant point, and it's something I tend to forget. I tend to think whoever we are, we need to really care 100%, first and foremost, about what Google shows when somebody Googles our name. But you're right. Most of the people that we're connecting with as a B2B business, an agency like yourself, are people who don't come through that channel, who come through social media or reading our articles or watching this podcast, for example. So... I'm focusing perhaps too much on my own speciality, and I should be looking more at a broader branding perspective, which is what you're going to teach me about. You are listening to Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. Yeah, and we, and we see everything that way. And I, you know, I think even, Jason, you know, thinking about branded search and sort of how, how to, when I, when I think about branded search and, and maybe a slightly, uh, I, I loathe to use the word traditional, but sort of in a, in a classic sort of uh, yeah. interpretation of brand. Um, I, I think, I think everything we do and every channel we choose to sort of reach our, our audience is a, is a connection point. And, and in that connection point, you have to give something back. And I think you, you as uh, someone who has such a varied background in storytelling and, and music mm. and, and understanding narrative, 
um, I think you know you 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 are somebody who is uniquely at that intersection of sort of reach and also sort of relevance. But oh, that brings me to a question of the balance between being interesting, being helpful, i.e., giving something back, and being actually the solution to the problem. What's the balance between the three as a brand? I think being the solution to, to the problem has got to be a given. Um, if you're not, um, you know, if you, I think today people have so much information at their fingertips, they'll know very quickly whether you're, whether you're the right company, um, that, that rational processing of sort of their options is, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be the solution. Um, but on top of that, you know, within the world of branding, you might be the, as you know, in a classic sense, you might not be the, the, the top ultimate you know, solution. But if you as a brand um, can portray yourself in a way that connects, you know, uh, in, in a way that others aren't, um, you can overcome that. And I think that's why brand is such a wonderful thing for challenger brands. You know, I think, you know, you could you could say, hey, uh, there's other people out there who are bigger, you know, who have better reputations. Why why at all do smaller companies even exist? Then? And I think it's because people want to mm -hmm. They love dark horses and they want to make a connection and, and, and be part of something special, you new and, and different. Right, which is a really good point because that's the emotional connection with your brand as opposed to the pragmatic, is it the best solution? So if we assume the big company and the small company can provide very similar solutions, emotion comes into it. Is that what branding is? It's emotion? It's everything. Um, <laughs> and again, I, I think um, from my perspective, and I, I've seen it throughout my career uh, uh, in such success doing it, that it's hard for me not to sort of look at everything through that filter that, you know, and I, I said it earlier, I think I think everything's a connection. I think, you know, um, you know how again, I, I look at your speciality. And sort of how how brilliant you are at sort of getting people to the right table, right? And say, you know, okay, how how do I brand myself in a way, um, yeah. you know, uh, online to ensure that a Google recognizes me as a destination? But then, how am I how am I positioning myself that people find once they find me um, to be a good choice, to be a choice that I want to spend time with, and and you know, potentially come back to over and over again. Right. And one thing I've done that I think has been a mistake is that I focus so much on looking at what how Google represents my brand, then focusing on things like Facebook, LinkedIn, search engine journal, search engine land as places where I am present. And the website, i.e. the place where I should be the strongest brand or branding myself the strongest, has been a weak spot. Is that something common or is it just me? No, I think it's... Um... Uh, I, I think it's prevalent in the industry. Um, oh, right. I, okay. I, I, I do. I, it's it's why I wrote. Currently, I'm writing a book on the on the subject, and it's 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 about really trying to be a, sort of a return to brand um, and sort of what brand in its you know capital B form really is, and that and that when it's executed um, and presented the right way, it's potentially one of the most powerful business assets any company or any, any individual has um, online or, or offline. Um, and, and I think we have had such a, a, an amazing transition of marketing and sort of the way we all connect with each mm -hmm. other that uh, the introduction of sort of new ways to reach people and data and all these amazing tools that all of us have, have scrambled to learn and, and really become natives on has uh, uh, 
been so encompassing that I think the notion of brand and the role of brand has become marginalized. And I, I see a lot mm -hmm. of companies who say, we do this, this, and this, oh, and we brand. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's branding in a small way. And I've, I've had some of these companies who I work with readily admits, like, we sell brand, but we don't really do brand. Um, but, it, but, but we want to make sure that we, we represent that we do. Right. And that brings me to multiple thoughts. You've just triggered a whole series of thoughts. Number one is our CaliQ process is based in SEO, but we say branding number one, marketing number two, SEO is the packaging number three. So branding comes out top every time. And a lot of people don't really want to dive into that hole. One thing I wanted to ask you is you said brand with a capital B. What's the difference between brand with a capital B and brand with a small b? I think one's a destination and one's a signpost. Uh, and I, I'll elaborate mm -hmm. on that a little bit. I, I, no, think... I, I love that. You could have just left it there and I've already got Isn't he wise? But now you're going to elaborate and you're going to give us a secret. Uh, I, I think Brad with a capital B is uh, when you get past those initial connections, let's say you go to a bar and you meet somebody, right? And you like a dress. To me, that's Brad with a capital B, a small B. Uh, when you fall in love and you marry that person, that's brand with a capital B. Um, and yeah. I, I think I think there are things uh, you know when you when you think about uh, how you portray yourself online, and you think about your red shirt. Does that is that red shirt insignificant, or or is that or is that a is that a consistent aspect of Jason's brand? Yes, it is. But what does that say about Jason? Have you created an infrastructure behind that red shirt that says like Coca Cola? Ooh. When I when I see red for Coca Cola, I think polar bears. I think you know, have a coconut smile. I think all these things that were very carefully crafted as an as an emotional foundation for for those brand cues um, that go, go to my heart. And I, I I will I will to the day I die I say the most compelling thing to me are the the people, their stories, uh, how I feel about them. Do I want to mm. spend more time with them? To me, those that is that is the brand with a capital B, and 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 how that manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Our brand cues. Scott Turman said it great. He said, you know, it's brand heuristics, which I I'd never heard before, but I thought was brilliant, which yeah. is just little reminders of what the the big story is. Right. Yeah. Heuristics. That's three syllables. That's too long for me. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go and look it up in a moment. But what strikes me is this is brand with a small b. And the team behind CaliCube, who build the websites and communicate through websites, communicate through social media, build the landing pages and serve the clients, are brand with a capital B. Is that fair? I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I think, you know, when I, when I see your, uh, how, how Jason, how you utilize brand, and, you know, I think your, your forced audience, certainly, uh, you know, as it, as it comes to SERP, is you know, uh, you're, you're dealing with, uh, you know, algorithms that actually mm. are looking for those consistencies in brand. Yeah. Um, and, and those those manifest themselves as images, you know, bylines, Ooh. things like things like that, that do point back to the brand. But but where, where, where those deliver, they deliver your audience to your doorstep, you know, as a solution. Now it's up to you on the brand with a capital B to be able to sort of build that emotional connection in the way you told your story and, and what that mm. read means. Sorry, that's just made me think of one thing is that in fact, all of the different things that we're placing out there are brand with a small B, 
And we're asking the algorithms to build from that brand with a capital B in their brains so that they can represent us the way we would want to be represented. Might not, not be true, and it might not um, be uh, analyzable to the end, but I think that's hugely important is we're putting out all these different small pieces of information that build up into an overall picture. And when the machines have understood brand with a capital B, that's when we won the algorithm game. Hundred percent, and I would say that it's a um, that relying on Google as 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 they put all those small brand cues together in the capital B, they're very limited in sort of the the picture they yeah. can paint of your company. You know, it's it, in, this, in the same way AI is this amazing advance um, in in our ability to do our jobs. I, I think the the uh, the limitation will always be sort of is, is it in that a human expression sort of like how do you how do you how does it wrap it all up how does it how does it create something compelling in the end of the day that is as compelling as as you are to me or I am to you that's uh, that will always be well unless, unless I'm wrong it'll probably be happening long after I'm dead they're up and running and you can fall in love with a machine I, I think those are going to be the limitations of uh, of, of all technology uh, as as it pertains to sort of defining a, a, a compelling brand. Which is a really interesting point because I can train or educate the machine or I can help it to build my brand as a capital B to present to its audience in the way that I feel is relevant to me and helpful to my audience. But at the end of the day, they're going to come to the website and I have to have my team, my website and our services represent my brand with a capital B. And that's never going to change. No, no. I think there, I think that's the and, – and, and I think even – you know, within the way we look at sort of the small bees, you know, and just making sure. And I, and I think that is one of the uh, the missed opportunities with companies um, who do rush in online and, and do uh, are thinking about sort of how do how do I make sure that I'm at the top of the list in terms of, you know, yeah. uh, people seeing my name, you know, and my services at, at, at the top and on the, on the front page um, is that they haven't done the uh, the, the due diligence of saying, what are you about? You know, so that when, when you do, when, when you, when you are in that position to introduce yourself, um, you know, and you're talking to someone who has a million options, you know, you're not the only one that comes up on that list. They're, they're looking for, so what is, what is the point of difference? And that's where, that's where your brand is, is, as you know, going to be the thing that, that, that sways them to your camp versus the other camp. Yeah. What is it like, Know and love, or no, what was it? Trust. It's like know and trust. Yeah. Something along those lines. I keep yeah. forgetting. That sounds um, right. And that's the other point is, can I build a brand that doesn't resonate with me as a human being? I'm the CEO of the company. If I build a brand around an image or an idea that doesn't truly resonate with me, is that going to work? Can I cheat? Short term. You can, you can do that short term. I'd say that. I say that as a creative who's done that over the course of his life, I mean, you know, I say, I say to clients all the time and say, listen, we can create whatever reality you want. Eventually it catches up to you. Eventually, right. you know, your, who you are um, will be sniffed out on social media and God, God forbid, you know, if you, if you've portrayed yourself in a way that's inauthentic and, you know, uh, and your audience finds that out, um, right. it's, it's a, the repercussions are swift and horrible, you know? Um, and I, so I, it, but there's no reason to, I think, I think, I think people just don't really, I think within every company um, in every individual, there's the ability to find sort of uh, 
uh, an authentic sort of resonating brand. I, I really do. I, I think I think most companies are are built with with good intent, um, right. with smart people, um, and I think I think they they need to find a way to plumb that and and express it in a way that feels really unique and different. And that's just um, I think that's I think that's within the uh, abilities of, of of most people. Right, and so kind of the brand is the personality of the company. And what happens when a smaller company gets bought out by a bigger company? The personality suddenly gets drowned, lost within that larger organization. Buying a smaller company with a personality and a very strong brand, for example, Yoast I'm thinking of right now in mm-hmm. our industry, that's a, a, a slight danger with acquisition is that you lose the personality. 100% true. Um, but it is um, it, it is amazing. I think um, individuals' ability to sort of forget those things, you know, right? Um, it, 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 you would think that there would be a mass exodus from those brands, yeah. and and it doesn't happen because I think a, a you they, they, those brands have already um, created a relationship with their audience that they're loath to give up, you know, and and, it, and it's mm. a it's 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 a truth about our industry is that brands fulfill uh, an emotional purpose, you know, with with audiences. It's, uh, it's it sounds like a brand guy sort of like you know BSing, but truth of the matter is, and we and we say it, people people crave brands and what brands can give them. People who who are Nike uh, loyalists, Nike gives them something in return for the purchase. They give them a sense of of who they are and a sense of uh, they championing those people. Same when we did America Runs on Duncan, that that brand and that campaign, you know, uh, it 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 brought up the people. It didn't just say, "Hey, here's another way to look at coffee." What it said was, "This is a coffee for people who are in the background of the you know of the country." And I think that was. The reason that brand excelled, you know, it gave it gave that that gave those people back something more than just a cup of coffee. It gave them a sense of who they were and a sense of purpose. Brilliant, absolutely. I think you've just broken your phone by punching it very hard because it ran. <laughs> apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, no. I apologize for your phone. You're going to have to buy a new one. Um, but I now see why you've written Brand Zealot. I mean, you're truly, truly involved in brand. This is this is really your thing. I mean, the idea that I can solve your problem as a client is important, but do you feel comfortable with me as a personality brand is the thing that's going to make a long-term relationship? I I, I agree. I, I, you know, and, and again, I go back to Jason. I don't think one is, you know, they're they're both important. I think it's how you marry them, and I, I, like I said, Ooh. I think it's it's how, it's how you bring. Them. And I think I think that's a that is what our industry is still trying to uh, struggle with. Is like you know when you when you say okay, you're a traditional uh, you know uh, brander. Uh, truth of the matter is, we 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 brand. We're online, um, and most um, I would say seventy five percent of everything we do is is online marketing. Mm. Um, and so technically, we are we're digital. But we have a very classic belief in the power of branding um, and how and how that gets expressed. Different channels require different ways to communicate your brand. Um, um, I, I always say it's a it's like a book. Your brand is your book, and and the way you parse it out is your chapters. Oh, that's lovely. And one thing that does strike me is, I mean, I didn't mean to. Um 
put you down by saying you're the classic traditional brander. But what does strike me is that I've come from the internet as a brand person. So for me, that's all that exists. And I once said to somebody, you need to bring the offline online. And they said, no, 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 what you mean is you need to take the online offline. You go, no, that's not what I meant at all. (laughs) And I think the 25% that's offline, obviously Google and the other platforms, Bing, Apple, Amazon, uh, they can't see it. What value can you see of taking the offline and bringing it online in terms of your brand? Uh, it, it's it's what we do. Again, I, I look at everything as connections or, or potential connections, right? And I believe every connection is driven by uh, uh, deeper things than than just awareness. Um, right. And there's it, a lot of emotional component to that. And um, and I think that I think the classic learning of uh, thinking of brand and when, when the channels were just broadcast and radio and, and mm. newspaper and you thought about branding that way and and and, and the, the revelation that happened in the 60s when marketing went from you know uh, just long-form copy in a newspaper to you know the advent of Mad Men and sort of how they started to really think about the the, the customer as a mm. thinking human being that you can be funny with that you can you know, talk about your brand in a way that was emotional. That revolution uh, uh, and all the things that came of that, I feel, still feel as it's powerful as they've ever been. Um, and and we need to continue to think that way about our audience as we connect with them online. That um, if you don't, I think you you're, you're missing a big you you lose a big uh, uh, asset. Right. Which is a huge point. And the other thing that just struck me there is you talk about connections. So should we be talking about brand connections rather than brand awareness? Uh, I think so. I I think so. I think think aware, um, you know, to me, awareness is, um, you know, I, I, I say today it's like digital marketing at its worst is a swarm of gnats. You know what I mean? And if you're lucky, one might inadvertently fly up your nose um, (laughs) and and get past your radar. Um, It's, it's, it's hard for the average customer with being inundated with messaging today to sort of parse all of it. And, and the way they're parsing it is, you know, relevance and, and, and sort of our, is their message uh, more uniquely suited for for the way I live my life than than that message over there, and and the more we can help them um, to to bridge that gap between them and us by by creating a really smart, relevant brand, um, you've made it easier for them. You know, and I think right. it's almost it's almost. There was a great book written years ago under, called Under the Radar, and and it it's probably written twenty years ago. It's probably even more relevant today, but it was just how uh, astute today's uh, average consumer is in terms of being able mm. to shut out at a necessity uh, the massive amount of marketing messages that they're that they're bombarded with, and and I and I think the same goes online. It's like how how do you as a how how do you as 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 someone trying to garner their attention how do you get under their radar? And I think relevance in brand is is the way. Right, no, one hundred percent, and and kind of really focusing in there on brand awareness is one thing. I can be aware of a brand, of a brand, but have I connected with the brand thanks to that awareness? And that's a really great distinction. And the next question is, as you said, it's gnats flying all around. And for people who are listening to the podcast audio only, as uh, Kevin said, that one gnat might fly up your nose. He immediately touched his own nose. 
which I found delightful. <laughs> so all of this activity is gnats flying around. And as brands, we tend to try and create as many gnats as possible with that hope that one will fly up the person's nose. How, is, how can we resist that temptation and create the right gnats that will all fly up the person's nose? I think the way you resist it is, I think I think everybody's trying to figure out how to solve that same. And I, I say to the audience, it's, it's certainly, when I, I, I pose that, it's not to be derogatory at all. Um, it's just, it, it just it, we have a lot of ability to reach people today. Why not yes. take advantage of that? But I think they do themselves a huge disservice. So the way to avoid it is to say, do you want to be more relevant? Do you want to actually be mm. the one that, that actually catches my attention as it swarms around my head? It's like, <laughs> you if you want to be that, then you should force yourself to really think about your brand in a way that is going to not make you just another one of those gnats. That's, that's the best way to, to is, is I can tell you, I've, I've just seen, I've seen brands and I've built brands and I know the power of branding when it's done well. Um, you can trust me or not trust me. Great brands cut through. Absolutely brilliant. And great brands also choose the right platforms. We did a, an experiment on TikTok and it simply didn't work. So we were creating a gnat that was flying around somebody on TikTok and it simply didn't go anywhere near their nose. And I think picking the right platforms and making sure that you're pushing out to the right people with the right message and making that awareness and turning it into connections is hugely important. Super duper, that was absolutely brilliant. Now the last question, which is always my favorite moment, is how does super solid branding help with branded search? Uh, I think uh, probably a lot, Jason, of what we just talked about, you know, as, as I was thinking about, um, you know, I, 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 I was thinking about you in particular and sort of how Google absolutely said, you know, this is one of the authorities um, in, in branded search. And, you know, and I, and I look at your work and, and you are brilliant at sort of like, how do you get people to the doorstep? How do you get people to, to notice you first? And, and, and again, if, as you are building a knowledge panel, as you're building your online presence, um, always put it through that filter of what does it say about me? And is, and, and is it, and is what it's saying about me going to be compelling and more compelling than the next guy that is standing in line behind me that they're going to look at? Um, and, and, and always thinking about the audience as you are putting any message out there or any piece of information about yourself or your company through that lens. Which is absolutely brilliant. Every time you put something out, you're communicating, you're connecting, and Google's watching those connections and the branded search will always bring that together if you've communicated to relevant people in a helpful and valuable manner. That was absolutely brilliant, Kevin. That sounded a lot better than mine, by the way. I, oh, I no, should, no, I thought that thank, yours thank was Thank you, better. this is recorded so I could just go copy that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant. That was one of the best conversations I've had in months on this show, and that's not to uh, reduce any of the other conversations I've had, but because we were talking about brand and you come from a different branding background, I found that hugely interesting, and I love the idea of awareness versus connection. But now we're going to present next week, which is Beatrice Gomba, who is a super duper semantic geek. She's wonderful. And she's going to be talking about smashing SEO strategies in the era of AI. I'm really looking forward to that because she's super smart, super lovely. And that is a topic I'm super interested in. Could you possibly pass the baton, Kevin? 
and she speaks five languages, which automatically gives <laughs> a huge amount of respect for, from me. Um, I'm passing the baton to Beatrice. And uh, um, I tell you, I, I found what Beatrice has to offer to be very compelling. Um, you know, I just was at a conference at the beginning of this year, uh, a lot of conversations around AI, obviously. Um, and I just blown away by how quickly AI is is becoming so integral to all these parts of our business. And, um, and there was a lot of vendors who I talked with who had already adopted and, and made AI the foundations of, you know, companies that have been in existence for years and transforming the industry. Uh, and uh, one great piece that I took from that conference was, you know, none of us are going to lose our jobs to AI. We're going to lose our jobs to people who understand AI. Uh, and I think Beatrice is one of those people who, um, you know, understands that. And it'll be really interesting when, when to hear what she has to say. That's absolutely brilliant. So much. Thank you so much, Kevin. I've lost my tongue. That was brilliant. Thank you, everyone, for watching. This was Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard and Kevin Merlinkamp. And I'll sing you the outro song. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you very much, Kevin. Love it. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much for having me. Brilliant. That was delightful. Cali Cube. It's all about your brand, Serp.